every action you take is like a vote for the type of person that you want to become. And so what we're really talking about is linking your habits, not with your outcomes, but with your identity. This is The Playbook. Can you explain to me your philosophy of how a habit is formed from the conscious practice, Mm. right, the repetitive nature of consistency, into the subconscious, uh, whichever way that means to you, and then even if you believe, like I do, into a quantum memory of the unconscious competency, that you've actually inherited habits that, you know, maybe from four generations, as doctors Mm. proclaim, from great-grandparents, grandparents, or even billions of lifetimes, like some of the Buddhas that I've met, uh, can you explain that side of the habits so that people can get a real understanding of how habits work? Sure. So um, let me walk through it using slightly different terms. Yeah, but the, so I would say the process of change usually starts with self-awareness. Um, now, you can change without being aware of it, but you're not usually in control. Um, it means that the environment shifted or the circumstance or situation changed and you changed in response, but you weren't really influencing it in any meaningful way. So starts with self-awareness. Then the next step, which you already mentioned, is kind of, we could call it different things, call it deliberate practice, call it routine or you know whatever, but you're consciously doing the behavior. So you're putting an effort to practice it. A lot of people feel like they lack motivation when what they really lack is clarity. We often make statements about how we want to change in very vague ways. We say something like, this time it'll be different, I'll just eat better, I'm gonna try harder, uh, whatever. And instead, if we have clarity, and you could use, uh, there are two strategies in the book that I talk about for this. One is implementation intentions. So it is a intention to implement a particular behavior. So the simplest way to do this is you fill out a sentence that says exactly when and where the behavior will occur. So I will go to the gym on Monday at 5 p.m. at this address, or I will journal at this coffee shop at you know 6 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And the more clear that plan is, the more likely you are to follow through. And there's a bunch of research studies that show that. People are more likely to get their flu shot, quit smoking, recycle, exercise, basically any kind of habit you can think of. The other interesting thing about clarity is that I believe, like you, that it's not a motivation or an inspiration. It's clearing the interference mm. from what we're already connected to. Right? So this is a, a there, there are two ways to think about getting something done. Like if we got... We have this water bottle in front of us right now. If I, if you're pushing on one side and I'm pushing on another, if I want to move it, I have two options. I could either overpower you, like push harder, and that's the typical approach to behavior change. Try harder, amp up your willpower, take action, take massive action, be more ambitious, whatever. It could work. I could move the water bottle, but it increases the tension in the system. Uh, the other option is you remove the obstacle, you take your hand away, and it slides across naturally, right? And so a lot of the time, I would say behavior change in life, you could kind of equate it to, imagine you have like a, a hose with a bend in it. If you want to get more water through the hose, then you have two options, you either crank up the valve, and force more water through, or you just remove the bend and let it flow through naturally. And I think removing those frictions, removing those barriers, removing those challenges, the obstacles, the things you're referencing, the stuff that, remove the friction that's already there and habits often happen naturally. If I was gonna say the greatest habit that I would want is to have a habit machine, mm. you know, wh- what piece of advice would you give just to anyone out there after doing so much research and writing the book, look, if you want to create a habit, do blank to start. I think the way, well, so I already covered the two minute rule. I think that's a very effective way to just get started. But if I'm only gonna give one piece of advice, I would say every action you take is like a vote for the type of person that you wanna become. And so what we're really talking about is linking your habits, not with your outcomes, 
but with your identity. And often when we talk about habits, we talk about the outcomes they can provide. They can help you get six pack abs, they can help you earn more money, they can help you reduce stress. And that's true, they can help you do all those things. But the real reason that habits matter is that they provide evidence of the type of person that you believe that you are. So for example, if you study biology on Tuesday night for 20 minutes, doing it once might not change how you see yourself, but if you do it every week, at some point you're casting votes for, I am studious. If you do one push-up, no, that doesn't transform your body, but each time you do it, you cast a vote for, I'm the type of person who doesn't miss workouts. And the more that you build these habits, the more you build up evidence of being that kind of person. And ultimately, that's the real reason habits matter, is they can reshape your sense of self. And so if I only give one piece of advice, I would say, start by thinking about the type of person you wanna become and which habits cast votes for being that kind of person.